Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. From the newsroom to the nursery, we're juggling a demanding career on live TV with the demands of motherhood. I'm Katie. And I'm Karen. They are anchor moms. Hello and welcome to another episode of Anchor Moms, the podcast. We're still anchors in some fashion and we're still moms in some fashion. So mm-hmm. we got that going. Um, we are going, the two of us are going through some, um, what's it, like pet drama, animal drama? Yeah, yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, both kind of, it's like one of those things if you don't laugh, you'll cry because mm-hmm. it's, yeah, yeah. Um, so in our household, if you've known me in the last 10 years, you know our dog Annie, just because she's been such a pivotal part of Brian and I's story. We adopted her the year we got engaged, and we've ha- she's lived in several different states with us. She's been around forever. She's like this hound mix who's super sweet and super anxious and all of the things. And um, she's 11, and we found a big – she went to the vet. They found a big mass on her leg. Um, they, as, I'm, as I'm recording this, um, she's had surgery – um, they took the tumor out, and we're still waiting on pathology as to whether or not it's cancer or not. So she had surgery a couple of days ago. Maybe this week we'll find out. But so, you know, it's created a lot of drama in our lives because now Annie has, she to, has to have the cone. She has to have the cone, like the cone Ugh. of shame. And dear Lord in heaven, nobody warned me about how annoying this cone is, not just for Annie, but for her humans. I, Annie plows into me daily. She's, like, scraped up our wall. Mm. She's run over river. She's, like, run over our cat. Like, it's, like, a, like this cone is, like, a whole thing, and she has to wear it for, like, three weeks, Karen. Um, no, and the first couple of days, this is awful, it wasn't so bad because she just wasn't feeling well after the surgery. So I was like, okay, this cone's not so bad because, you know, she's just kind of like chilling. And now it's like, oh, no, Annie's back 100%, but she's barreling through our house with this huge, giant yeah, yeah. cone on. It's you like know? a bulldozer coming through. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm hopeful that she's going to be okay. We, I think you, we've talked, you and I have talked about this a little bit, Karen. Um, we had to put, we have two cats. We had to put one down at the beginning of January for renal failure. And then our other cat is, is not doing well either. She's 13. I think the memo or the message that I'm trying to impart to you people at home, if you're listening in your car, wherever you are, um, don't get a whole bunch of animals all at once. Because when all of your animals are suddenly geriatric, it's like you're running like a nursing home for pets all of a sudden. Like I, we have a pet sitter coming this week, and because um, we're going out of town for a couple of days, and I literally spent a whole like 20 minutes before this podcast writing up notes for this poor pet sitter because like Annie gets these meds and Faith gets these meds and Faith gets this special food at this time of day and she gets this special food at this time of day and here's where everybody likes to sleep and here's whatever like I'm like this is like worse than having multiple children I think at this point you know yeah you literally texted me sick dogs are just as hard as sick kids yes and maybe worse yeah. because like you could they don't talk 
You can't talk right, to them. Right. Like, stop barreling around with a cone on, Annie. I know you forget you have it, but you have a cone on. Like, you can't say that to her. Yeah. You yeah. know? Right. Anyway. Well, yeah. So we, we also have a sick dog. Yes. Um, ours yeah. has um, aspirating pneumonia, yeah. which I didn't know dogs could get. But Poor it's Nelly. led to this condition where she has a distended esophagus. No. So poor thing amongst the knee surgery and the kids and just life and everything else going on in our household right now, this poor dog, every time she eats or drinks, just immediately throws it back up because she can't keep it down. Like her esophagus is not working properly. Yeah. Anyway. So we finally get to get some answers from the vet and she suggests this Bailey's chair. So of course we just look it up online. Katie, it is, it you is showed legit. Me a, you showed me it, it yesterday. Is, at it swim. is legit like a, a high chair for dogs. And I literally looked at you like, this can't be real. I was real. crazy. This mm-hmm. can't be real. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So we're like doing the measurements for her to have a custom Bailey's chair made. There's like <sighs> what one. What do you get on Etsy? Like where do you get this thing? No. There's like one like Bailey's chairs for dogs. There's okay. like one website with this couple who makes them. Oh. Um, and you can like personalize like the wood stain and the fabric. Oh, <laughs> but oh it's it's made custom for each dog because the dog has to like shimmy back in there and then you close the door and lock it. And they're stuck in there in the upright position <sighs> while they eat with their it's little paws looks like on the a, tray. A, like for children, right? Like it's like you know how it's, children it's exact, it's sit like upright for in a high chair. That's what they expect your dog. Yeah, to do. yeah. It's literally like a high chair for dogs. But if they're sitting in that upright position, once they eat, then stay in there for a little bit, right. then everything will settle down in and they won't oh. throw it back up. Um, but it's just one of those things that you're like huh okay really oh, oh okay <laughs> trust With me because when you showed me life, yesterday we we I, are now buying a custom basically dog high chair yes it's i like again it was like it's very sad but it's hard not to be like what like you're gonna yeah. spend how much money on a dog high chair yeah they're okay. not they're not cheap um which we love our dog and i would listen no i get her, it but i totally get it, it it is just crazy how yeah you just you get to this and i think it's I think it's probably not um, a coincidence that both of us are going through these things, right? Like you get dogs when you meet your, when you're dating your spouse. When you're like young and before kids. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have these kids and you're in kind of the thick of it. And that's when, unfortunately, the dogs are getting older. Um, Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, hopefully these, these animals will, will pull out of this and and recover and be okay. Yeah. No, I, um. (laughs) I, yeah, I know. I know. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, I, this has been devastating for me. Like I can talk about it right now, but I mean, when they called and said that Annie has this aggressive tumor and it may or may not be cancer, it's been devastating. I don't even know. Every time my phone rings, I'm like, is this going to be the animal hospital, like Mm -hmm. breaking the news to me? So you know, I mean, it's you know, the other thing is it's reminded me um, we've had these animals for so long, like they're not here forever. Like it's a right, it's right. like a brief amount of time that you have them, so you need to love them up, love up, love up on them. You know, River. I very distinctly remember when we got Nelly, and then like when we had Ella Ray, our first, and thinking like doing the math and being like, okay, well, so she lives till she's fifteen, right. like uh, she could maybe take like middle school dance pictures with right. like that was right. where my head was was like trying to figure out like can she be and some of these like big life older kid moments yeah 
um, with our kids at the ages that things have worked out. Um, and yeah, so it's just, they're just a part of your life and a part of your family and it's hard to go through all this, but hopefully they'll bounce back. Yeah. I mean, we'll keep you posted on what happens. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want to send me some pictures of that dog high chair, dude, once Nellie's in that thing. Because... We'll, we'll have to post that for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you can see. Um, it's quite a contraption. Um, I... That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. All right. First article of the day, a little a little bit lighter here. Uh, Seth Rogen and his wife are happy with our choice not to have kids. It helped me succeed. Um, so this is just a little article about how Seth and his wife have decided, have been very open about the fact that they're not going to have kids. They prefer to do what they want to do. It's helping them further succeed in their careers. Um, all of the things. This is this is just my kind of take on this article. Um, is should this be news? Should this be something like why are we? People judging? are upset like, about it. They don't mention it in this. It's not in this specific. This is another one that's kind of gone viral. Um, but why? If they don't want to have kids, I know. I, mean, I well, you know, I wrote just, like, listen, parenthood isn't for everybody period right like yeah I mean I thought it was interesting um I mean I'm glad we had kids but I I also can see that it's very hard and a lot and I just feel like if, if a couple says that, I, I don't know I just don't understand I like why we're being they're so super intentional about it I mean he, Seth Rogen says I think a lot of people have kids before they even think about it from what I've seen honestly you just are told go through life you get married you have kids that's what happens and me and my wife neither of us were like that so it's like they made an intentional choice not to have kids um i like i thought this was interesting too um he says uh this was in a different interview but he says i think some people are looking for reasons to engage in conflict with their partners whereas i think he and his wife we are looking for reasons to to not do that and to just support each other and understand one another and not give each other a hard time about things, which I really do think, and I think Brian uh, would attest to this, like I think once you're married and you have kids and you have full-time jobs and like a whole life that at least I have a tendency to be like a scorekeeper, like, well, you did this, so I'm like gonna do that. And like, you went mountain biking, so I need to be able to do this. And like, I did, I cooked dinner three times this week and did the laundry, so. And like you're looking for reasons to, I don't know, like be like be annoyed with your spouse and give each other a hard time. And I think it's interesting that he's intentional about that. Like we don't look for like, isn't it sad that somebody has to actually say that? And you're like, oh, you don't like, oh, well, I, oh, yeah, people do that. Like, you know, it, it was like, regardless of whether you have kids or not, like, why aren't we doing that? Like, mm-hmm. why aren't we focusing on our marriage and saying, no, we want to in everything that we think and say and do lift the other person up, right. not right. bring them down. Right. Right. So maybe maybe that was why this was news was that this was a little good nugget that we should all take whether we have kids or not. Well, and uh, the other thing I just want to say this I think you know Seth Rogen and his wife. I mean I, if, take this however you want to take it. It's just the truth. Like they it's funny to me because they have the financial means to hire all the nannies, all the childcare, all the stuff, 
And so you would think that for them, having kids would be less stressful than the average person because, like, they're not on, like, wait lists for childcare. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not worried about whether or not they can afford college. So it's just a little bit of an interesting choice in regards to that just because you would think, I mean, this is the truth, if Seth Rogen wanted to have kids – and not spend any time with them, but he could pay somebody just to spend all the time with them. So it's just interesting that even even though he has all of those things going for him, they still chose mm-hmm. not to have kids, which, I mean, is probably a good thing, right? So. Yeah, well, I think that's a, a good point and a good message of, you know, yeah. don't do it just because you know you could afford it and you could pay somebody right. to raise your kids basically for right. you. If you don't want kids, then, you right. know. Then don't have kids. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch. Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Mom's the word. Do you know about the Kiwi Crates? Uh, yeah, this is like a subscription thing, right? Yes. yes. So okay. it's like a box that gets delivered. Mm-hmm. We've had it for our kids like here or there as like, you know, gifts from uh-huh. people. Uh-huh. Um, but we are, some of the grandparents just sent them a new subscription um, for a couple of months. And you can get like, you know, three months, six yeah. months, year, yeah. however long subscriptions um, for the kids. And it's interesting. They have them for different ages. And I feel like when our kids were younger, they were great, but obviously involved more, you know, the parents had to be involved more right. in whatever the activity or the craft was. And now, Yesterday, for example, uh, the big kids were out of school for the day. It was like a teacher work day. And, you know, I was busy with work, but the nanny was here. And um, so I got those out. And there was two of them that were the same one, identical, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But they were four, I think, six and up or seven and up age. Um, They did the whole entire thing by themselves. And it literally kept them busy for Fun. I want to say three hours yes I mean it was unbelievable you know it's a lot of educational things as well but they're just really well put together they're really well made they come with every single thing that you would need in the little box right um I shouldn't say that there's sometimes you know you need a ruler or tape sure, or whatever sure. but um all the big things and you know you make some sort of science project or experiment or craft or engineering thing and it was just really nice to see that they did it all by themselves and it was so entertaining for so long. Yeah. So if your kids are, and, and you know, they, they sent one to Bennett too for the younger age and those are good too, I think, but I think that our kids have just kind of hit that age where it's so nice when they can do them by themselves. Absolutely. And there's actually in the, in the box, like a little pamphlet with all the activities and it'll have like this meter of like parent help, minimal parent help, high parent help medium so like you can kind of say and it's several crafts in each box you can kind of say okay like I'm not available right now do this one that you don't really need a parent for um anyway I think they're great um and like I said there's tons of different options in terms of how much money you want to spend and how often you want to get these boxes but I think they're amazing okay good uh good pro tip there 
I think that's a good, it's always nice to have something, a, a good like gift idea, you know, for like yes. nieces and nephews or it's something. Definitely like that, a so. good gift idea. And it's just like the kids get so excited when they come in the mail. Yeah. It's easy. You just open the box. It's, it's just a good thing. Yeah. Okay. Second article is from Vogue.com. Um, this is a woman who has been writing columns for British Vogue, and she also just wrote a book. Um, and she is, she has a five-year-old, and she's putting everything she has learned about life as a parent. Things, eleven things she wished she had known from the start. They are, language has brought more joy than I expected. Um, Basically, she says, like, once her kids started talking, she really – it was like she had a companion, and she really enjoyed that. Number two, you don't have to have a policy on whether your child eats things off the floor because there's no way of stopping them. That's true. <laughs> Number three, having a baby will kick seven shades of SHIT out of your relationship. Um, and she talks about she's not a single parent. She's not a dating parent. She's not a parent in a new relationship or in an open relationship. She just says, like – what I know is, is that being in a relationship with the other parent of your child means years, no, a lifetime of conflict and compromise. Very true. Um, number four, you might not smell that baby smell until years later when you find like an old onesie of your kids and you'll be like, oh, that's what that, you know, I remember that time and that place. Number five, singing in public is fine. Number six, describing loneliness will make you feel like you've just pulled up your shirt to show everybody a scar. Um, number seven, Baking soda is amazing. She uses it for all sorts of stains. Number eight, children's centers are the most beautiful places on earth. Number nine, sleeping deprivation is a feminist issue. Number 10, change is the only constant. And number 11, it could be better. Were there any of these that really resonated with you? Yeah, I like this. I, I also really just enjoyed the way she wrote. I thought she was a very good writer, and I liked kind of her very um, personal, open take on everything. Yeah. And she, we should mention, too, she has one kid um, who's five, yeah. I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, because it's, the, you know, the first five years of life as a parent. Um, I was kind of unclear on whether she was married or well, she not. says that she is not a single parent, a dating parent, a parent. And, like, it sounds like she has, right, like, a traditional like, relationship. But, but she doesn't say, like, uh, yeah, she doesn't mention. That. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But, yeah. um, so a couple of them that I really liked, uh, change is the only constant, yeah. I think is so true. And I feel like time and time again, even now that I know it, I think, oh, we're in a good place. Everybody, this is going well you know, everything's we good. Have finally have bedtime and dinner time worked out right. and like there's like, no drama. And then it's like something switches. Yes. Yes. Um, and they're just, I think, I think for, and I don't know when the age is that <laughs> this stops happening, but at least the first, I don't know, 15 years, maybe, I don't know how long. Um, it's just, that's how it's going to be. No matter what stage you are, things are always changing. This is a tiny person who's growing and changing and learning and whether it's the baby stage or toddler or, you know, elementary school, middle school kids, that's been the toughest for me is that you don't ever get to that place where you're like, okay, we yeah. can take a break. We can just settle right. in and just ride this out. We're good for a while. Right. It just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Correct. No, it doesn't. I mean, and that's kind of everything in life too, I think. Um, I like the one that had me um, – Having a baby that having a baby will kick seven shades of crap out of your relationship. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, yes. if that ain't true, I don't know what it is. And I think it's funny how she writes. It's like, um, 
you will inevitably have different approaches. One of you thinks you should let the baby crawl down the aisle of a great Western train car while the other thinks it's dirty. One of you likes co-sleeping, the other doesn't. One of you thinks you should just clear clear up in the evening, the other as you go along. One of you wants to be held as you fall asleep. One of you like it's just like the list goes on and on and on and on. Um, yes, yes. So yes. it's like compromise is really and the it's name funny. Of I was reading that thinking, I mean, I would say that Gregory and I do see eye to eye on a lot of those things, but it's still hard. But it's still hard. You know, yeah. even if you see eye to eye or agree on a lot of the big things or even the small things, it's two different people. You yeah. know, you're not going to agree on everything. And then you get the kids involved and it's just really tricky. It's really tricky. Um, sometimes I think, what did we have to fight about before kids? Like what, what was there to argue about? Like. Yeah. Yeah, I like this one like cracks me up because this is like really the story. One of you will use naps to clean the stove while the other uses them to lie down. Like that's like yeah, nothing yeah. could be further from the truth. Like not that Brian yeah. wants to like lie down, but like, you know, he right. wants to go like, oh, cool. Like we could like take a hike or we could like, you know, uh, like I could go mountain biking. And I'm like, what? We need to organize. Do you know what I mean? Like this is our yeah, only yeah. opportunity. Of course, River doesn't take naps anymore, but. Anyway, yeah, yeah, it's a good article, and it's funny. Like you could add it's your really own, well like, written. It'd be good to like add your own list of things. Like, what are like mm-hmm. your eleven things um, that you wish you had known as a parent? I think some of these would be on here, but you'd have some other ones, some different ones as well. For sure. So, so the last article is um, from the Parenting Place: mm-hmm. How a Digital Detox Helped Me Kick My Phone Addiction. Now, this is I want to mention from New Zealand, the New Zealand Herald, which I thought was just good to note because I just feel like people in Australia and New Zealand kind of have a different take on things, which I kind of love their take on things personally. But anyway, um, so they were talking about how 70% of parents are concerned about their kids' screen time, but 50% of parents are also addicted to their phones themselves. So anyway, and we've all been there, you know, you kind of realize you, you want to say, Oh, I'm not going to check my phone all the time, but you just unfortunately fall into that habit. Um, And it talks about how your kids are watching everything you do. So look, it makes sense these days that if we're checking our phone a lot, our kids are going to want to be on phones and screens a lot. Um, So anyway, this author did a digital detox and just, you know, took some things off his phone, took a break and it worked and he felt so much better. And he gave some tips on how to do this. If you're interested, delete as many apps as you possibly can block websites that you check too often. So those ones that you know you're going to pull up and just like waste time on, block them. Uh, delete work emails, which I'm really bad at, but uh, and turn off notifications, which I do. I am very good about, you know, there's very few things that my phone will ding for. And I also keep my phone on silent Same. in terms of text messages Same. all the time. I mean, my phone um, is always on vibrate. In fact, people who don't yeah. have their phone on vibrate, I'm going to be honest with you. I judge you. If you don't have your phone on vibrate, <laughs> vibrate, I like wonder what the hell is wrong with you. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like this is like 2023. Like nobody wants to hear your phone dig in like for an email or a text mm-hmm, message or a mm-hmm, phone call. Mm-hmm. Put your phone on exactly. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Um, so I thought those were some good tips. I a couple of years ago, I deleted all social media off my personal phone and I think for Lent and really liked it um, because it kind of made me because as, as you know, Katie, and as most people probably know listening, you know, we do have to do social media for work, but it kind of made it be like, okay, um, that's my work thing. And like, if I'm doing it, I'm doing it for work. Uh And then after work, I'm not going to get my work phone to do that. Right. 
Um, so that has helped. But of course, over time, I kind of slipped. I did have to put it back on my personal phone for some reason. I was like taking a trip or something and didn't have my work phone. And so anyway, long story short, I feel like you have to do these resets and these detox every so often or else you just kind of slip back into that um, habit, unfortunately. Yeah, I um, we're so bad at this. Both Brian and I both are so bad at being all over our phone at, like all the time. Um, and I, poor River, like I can only imagine, yeah, like, she, yeah, yeah, it's not good. I, it's hard. It, the other thing is, is like, it's just so hard to do it. I mean, I can't imagine like, I mean, what would I delete off my phone? Like Instagram and Facebook, right? obviously. I don't know. What else? Like, the, those are like the only things I get on. Like, I don't have, like, I'm not addicted to, like, I don't play games on my phone or any of that crap. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not like mm-hmm. a word. We're person. too old for TikTok. Yeah. yeah. Like, so I don't know. I mean, I'll think about it. More importantly, I just am like, sometimes like, it's like dinner time and I'm like, no, like, get, like, like, I, yeah, we yeah. need to get off our phones. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? I have some friends who are really good about like the hours and like me, putting not me. the phones physically. Uh, you know, somewhere where you yeah. can't check them. And I think that's a really good idea too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like these, you know, from whatever, when everybody's off of work and the kids are home till bedtime, like we just do not check our phones. Oof. And I think there's this thing that like, we're going to miss something or like something I know. emergency is going to happen, but that doesn't really happen. Like I, I just oh, can't yeah. imagine a scenario where. And if it did know, happen, like somebody would be like blowing up your phone and then you would know. Does that make sense? It's right, not like you're going right, to find out right. the world is ending on Facebook, right? Right, 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 right. Maybe. So I don't know. Win of the week. Do you have a win for Okay. It? So this win, um, I know I've been talking about the ski trip now for what, if like you've been listening to the podcast, you're like, dear God in heaven, when do you go on the ski trip? It's coming <laughs> soon. Okay. It's just, we are like recording a lot of these in anticipation for my vacation. We are uh, recording a lot of these like back to back. So we're leaving uh, on our ski trip on Friday. We're recording this on a Tuesday. And I would like you to know, podcast friends, World. that- my whole entire family is packed right now. What? On this Tuesday morning. Yep. I um, tortured Brian. Our sweet nanny took River to like a kid's play on Sunday afternoon. This is like exactly what I'm talking about. And Brian's like, cool. Like, what should we do? And I'm like, we should pack for our ski trip. Um, so, and it, you know, packing f- for to go snowboarding is a lot of work. And when you're packing for like a four-year-old too. So like, you know, you need helmets and gloves and long underwear and bathing suits and all this stuff. So, um, you know, like we spent probably, I don't know, probably a good like two hours or so just like getting everything organized. And like right now, save for like a couple of the essentials that you can only pack the morning before, girl, I'm like ready to go. Wow. I can't even tell I'm you. So it's like so and Brian is like somebody who like packs like if you're leaving at five o'clock in the morning on a Friday, he's packing at midnight on thir- like Thursday night. Um, mm-hmm. But I was like, this is gonna like change your life. Like we're gonna do this. He hasn't he hasn't admitted to me yet how wonderful he feels. Um, but I know that he's going to. <laughs> I just know it. I just know it. Well, I yeah. am very proud of you. I don't. Th- I, I. I will say I. I do start the process way sooner now. Yes, you have with to. The kids. Um, but that's impressive. You're gonna have a great time. Um, and well done on the preparation. I do want to tell friend. you that last year during the um the infamous like gallbladder attack on that ski trip, not only did I have a mm-hmm. gallbladder attack, but I forgot my um everything but my snowboard. Did you did you remember? I remember you mm-hmm. left your whole suitcase. My whole suitcase. Yeah. Like my underwear, everything. Everything. So 
Um, and sometimes I this whole like packing like, beforehand. Want to like buy some fun new clothes and like the ski resort. I mean, I like, yes, mm-hmm. I bought a whole bunch of like overpriced like resort sweaters, which again Brian was like very thrilled about that as well. Um, but yeah, so like some sometimes occasionally this whole packing early thing does backfire because what happens is is like we pack and then we like put it in a corner of our you know like our basement. Right, like, right, okay. right. And that's exactly what happened. It like sat in the corner. Okay, well, don't forget basement. your suitcase this time. I won't. I mean, I'm okay. not going to unless I. Those overpriced resort sweaters were nice. So we'll, well see. all right. Well, we'll stay tuned to see what happens. Yeah. Um, but have a have a good trip and have a good week, everyone. And we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening.